You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for taking time to stop by and listen to the show, whether you're listening live or on one of our video or video podcasts. Uh, we appreciate it. I think we've lined up a wonderful show today. Uh, we've got a live guest with us uh, again, finishing out our soup to nuts conversation with us this week. Chris Wee of the Cook Insurance Group is here. We're going to finish our soup to nuts conversation on everything you need to know about commercial insurance for your business. Also have a great interview, I think, that I did this past week with Elizabeth Griever, Eversan Cooper. Uh, she's an investor. She does a lot in our community, and she started a series called The Inspired Leaders. Uh, it's a speaker series that she personally puts on uh, once a month, and boy, it draws a crowd, standing room only on most Fridays when the event takes place. So we're going to interview her, and then I also have my tip of the week talking about family businesses. So I hope you'll stay with us. Now, at this point, I want to mention to you before I forget, uh, the show is broadcast live on Facebook. So if you're a fan of Facebook Live, I encourage you, go to Facebook, go to the Weekly Business Hour, and click on the button, and you can watch as well as listen to the show live on Facebook. Also want to note our sponsor for today's show is One. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. That's a business I've founded. Purpose of it is to communicate with small business people, create kind of a peer group, uh, where we talk about common sense business advice. We help each other. I'm also available as a mentor advisor for your business. So I encourage you visit the website if you're looking for common sense business advice. Go to one, number one, bestconsult.com. And at this point in the show, it's simple. If you've listened before, you understand. Sit back, grab a pad, grab a pencil, pen, uh, however you record notes, and get ready to take notes on the weekly business hour. We're the business show here in Montgomery County, Texas, talking about everything business, not only here, but around the world. And during the show, if you have a comment, uh, hear something you want to get in on the conversation, comment about the show, or even ask a question about your own business, you're always free to email me at rick at irlonestar.com. So without further ado, we've got a lot of things to wrap up our soup to nuts conversation about business insurance. It's a huge topic. It's a very powerful thing in every business, what to do about insurance. So without further ado, Chris, we welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Thank you. You know, Chris, one of the things I noticed when I was uh, listening to our two previous conversations uh, is that we really never talk too much about you and why you got in the insurance business, what your background is. And uh, when people listen or do business with somebody, they kind of want to know what's what they're all about. Help us a little bit this morning, if you don't mind starting off that way. Tell us a little bit about your background personally and why you got into in the insurance business. Well, thanks, Rick. I, I've been doing uh, commercial insurance for about five years now. Been in insurance for about six. And I really enjoy commercial because every business is different. Every why they're in business, what they're doing. We insure all sorts of businesses. I've insured X-rowing businesses, cave cleaning businesses, all, you know, so you get to see a lot of these businesses start out. And one of the things that I really enjoy is watching a business grow. And we do a lot of startup 
businesses, and then as they get bigger, they need, you know, they need, they start hiring staff, they start increasing, you know, production or branching out, getting bigger contracts, and, and we like to see that. We like to see them, you know, we try to help them out in the beginning to give them something inexpensive because we we understand that cash flow is really important and insurance is an expense, and if we can start them out something low just to get them going, and then as they get bigger add in additional lines as they need it. So watching a business grow over time is something very that I find very rewarding and being able to to help them with with what I do, I have lots of connections and lots of network where I can put people in touch with attorneys and and marketing people and and uh, search web searches and and anything that a small business might need, accounting, CPAs, that I can put them in touch that will help them with their business. Uh, I'm a big believer in letting the business owner work on the business instead of in the business and and being able to focus on increasing sales and not worrying about administrative duties, insurance included. The easier we can make it on a small business, the the better it is for everybody. You know, one of the things, and this is kind of a side uh, comment, but I think it's important for any business you do a lot of wonderful networking. When I say wonderful networking, you're connected with networking groups. Uh, you just don't show up at an event. And you've built quite a network uh, through professional networking groups such as BNI, NAI, and so on and so forth. How much or how important, excuse me, is that to you creating new business for you and your firm? I would say 90% of our business is based on referrals. We go, when I network and, and when I connect with other people, I'm always looking to not only obviously get them a client, but get them somebody who can get them clients, whether that business is personal fitness, if there's people I can connect them to that can get them access to clients, that's it. That's helping everybody. That's helping my client get their business bigger, which also helps people in my network, and it does with insurance, if everybody around me is more successful, then I'm going to be more successful just by osmosis. Well, and it does. That's a, that's a win-win formula. It's a formula I try to encourage all my clients, uh, people I work with, is to build that relationship and build those networks. And getting back now to our main topic, business insurance, commercial insurance, relationships, uh, you know, the, the big discussion on insurance for small businesses, do I have it? Do I need it? Uh, and, and we've talked about that. But I want to go back uh, and take a couple of thoughts that maybe uh, that we've talked about because I think they're real important for people to get. One of them is building relationships with your insurance, not only your insurance agent, but your insurance carrier. So in other words, when you take on insurance, it's just not buying at the lowest price. It's building a relationship because at some point, if you build a business, you're going to need some help with your insurance. So you, if you've got a relationship, talk to us a little bit about how to build a relationship with our carriers, the people that actually provide the insurance that you sell as an agent. Well, that you're right. That's very important because, and the biggest thing that we find with a good relationship with the carrier is staying with the carrier. Uh, yes, premiums increase, but staying with the same carrier over a longer period of time helps with that particular carrier. And there could be a point where we do need to move you to another carrier for price reasons, or they'd a lot of times carriers will not want to do that type of insurance anymore and they get out of it and we have to find another carrier. And if you have a a consistent relationship with your carrier, it goes a long way towards keeping the premiums down. And the insurance companies look at that and they want to see that history, that consistent history. If, If they see you moving from carrier to carrier every year to save a few bucks, that's going to affect your premium when you move again to the point where there are carriers that will not write 
people that don't have have big gaps in their insurance or move year to year just to save a few dollars. It's also being able to package it together. It's a lot like home and auto. If you, everybody says package your home and auto insurance because it'll save you money. It's no different for business insurance. Being able to have multiple lines with the same carrier if you can, can go a long way to saving money. And when you do have a claim, if you've been with that carrier a while, they, that goes a long way to getting it paid, paid quickly. If there's any you know, gray area that we can go to bat for our client to get the carrier to pay the claim. You know, I often think about it is, is if, for example, as you mentioned, people hopping or chasing price or whatever causes them to constantly move. If I'm a carrier, I look at that track record because they can. We look at the track record. We're going to write a new policy as a carrier. And somebody that's hopping around, I've got to think, okay, what's their mindset for running their business, which relates directly to the risk? How are they internally managing the risk that I'm covering? Mm -hmm. And someone who is chasing the dollar, and that's it most likely doesn't have the mindset to manage their business in the safest possible way or reduce the risk I have. Uh, do you ever come across that or feel? Yes, we, it happens. It does. Unfortunately, it does happen a lot. And also having chasing price, sometimes you can get connected to an insurance carrier that is financial rating isn't where it should be. We only use a rated or higher carriers and there's carriers lower than that out there that may offer you know, somewhat of a lower premium. But if you have a claim, the claim usually is more difficult to get paid because uh, they're more worried about their financial uh, assets and more about their financials than an A-rated carrier who has certain level of cash on hand and can and pay claims better. And so that goes a long way to the relationship we have with our carriers and our clients. That's why we don't use anything uh, lower than an A-rated. Yes, there may be a little bit of premium, but the policy may not cover as much. They may nickel and dime you more often if there's an issue. And they, it just does, it's not a beneficial relationship with, uh, with our clients or the carrier. And, and I'm going to make a comment because it, it, anyone who's listening to this that is in business, the primary reason we carry insurance in business that I'm aware of is that we want it there in case we have a loss. Okay. It's to cover that risk. And the fact that I'm buying the cheapest insurance or hopping around, I'm really gradually losing sight of the primary reason. I want somebody who's going to step up and is going to pay a claim when and if, and ultimately if you're in business 20, 30 years, whatever your time horizon, you're going to have a claim here or there. It just, it's the nature of being aggressive and growing your business. And uh, people are very short-sighted that just look at one side of that equation. They got to think about, is that carrier going to pay my claims? But moving on for that, one of the things that you commented to me about, and I want to touch on because I think it's unique, is using the fact that I have insurance coverage to help sell my products and or services. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we do it a lot with contractors. A contractor that's operating properly and, and has a good business and a good business model and does good work is going to have insurance. That's They understand it and they, it helps cover their business and helps cover their clients. Uh, somebody that has a claim against a business can file on the business's insurance without, I mean, they, if they know the information, they can file on the insurance if there's an issue. And having, and I run across this a lot with, with contractors, is I have to compete with contractors that don't have insurance. And it's frustration on them because their cost of business is higher because they're running their business properly. And so I, a lot of times I'll coach a lot of my contractors on when you're giving a bid for a project, home improvement, roofing, doesn't really matter, that have your certificate of insurance and say, I have insurance. And make sure as you're getting other bids that 
my competitors, other contractors have insurance because that is just so much protection for your clients as it is for the business owner. And being able to, to prove that, that, hey, I operate my business properly. I operate, I do good work so I can get insurance. And there are contractors that can't, for various reasons, can't get insurance. I'm going to be here tomorrow. When, if there is a problem, I'm going to take care of it because I run my business properly. Well, I think that makes a wonderful statement. And believe it or not, Chris, we're already to our first break. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break of the day. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about hiring businesses. In other words, subcontracting, contracting with people to work with you and your business and the importance of making sure they have insurance coverage. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or Call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone, addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information. Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for taking time to stop by and listen to the show, whether you're listening live or on one of our video or video podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. I think we've lined up a wonderful show today. Uh, we've got a live guest with us uh, again, finishing out our soup to nuts conversation with us this week. Chris Wee of the Cook Insurance Group is here. We're going to finish our soup to nuts conversation on everything you need to know about commercial insurance for your business. Also have a great interview, I think, that I did this past week with Elizabeth Griever, Eversand Cooper. Uh, she's an investor. She does a lot in our community, and she started a series called The Inspired Leaders. It's a speaker series that she personally puts on uh, once a month, and boy, it draws a crowd, standing room only on most Fridays when the event takes place. So we're going to interview her, and then I'll also have my tip of the week talking about family businesses. So I hope you'll stay with us. Now, at this point, I want to mention to you before I forget, uh, the show is broadcast live on Facebook. So if you're a fan of Facebook Live, I encourage you, go to Facebook, go to the Weekly Business Hour, and click on the button, and you can watch as well as listen to the show live on Facebook. Also want to note our sponsor for today's show is One. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. That's a business I've founded. 
purpose of it is to communicate with small business people, create kind of a peer group uh, where we talk about common sense business advice. We help each other. I'm also available as a mentor advisor for your business. So I encourage you to visit the website if you're looking for common sense business advice. Go to one, number one, bestconsult.com. And at this point in the show, it's simple. If you've listened before, you understand. Sit back, grab a pad, grab a pencil, pen, uh, however you record notes, and get ready to take notes on the weekly business hour. We're the business show here in Montgomery County, Texas, talking about everything business, not only here, but around the world. And during the show, if you have a comment, uh, hear something you want to get in on the conversation, comment about the show, or even ask a question about your own business, you're always free to email me at rick at IRLoneStar.com. So without further ado, we've got a lot of things to wrap up our soup to nuts conversation about business insurance. It's a huge topic. It's a very powerful thing in every business, what to do about insurance. So without further ado, Chris, we welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Thank you. You know, Chris, one of the things I noticed when I was uh, listening to our two previous conversations uh, is that we really never talk too much about you and why you got in the insurance business, what your background is. And uh, when people listen or do business with somebody, they kind of want to know what's what they're all about. Help us a little bit this morning, if you don't mind starting off that way. Tell us a little bit about your background personally and why you got into in the insurance business. Well, thanks, Rick. I, I've been doing uh, commercial insurance for about five years now, been in insurance for about six. And I really enjoy commercial because every business is different. Every why they're in business, what they're doing. We insure all sorts of businesses. I've insured axe-throwing businesses, cave cleaning businesses, all, you know, so you get to see a lot of these businesses start out. And one of the things that I really enjoy is watching a business grow. And we do a lot of startup businesses. And then as they get bigger, they need, you know, they need, they start hiring staff, they start increasing, you know, production or branching out, getting bigger contracts. And, and we like to see that. We like to see them, you know, we try to help them out in the beginning to give them something inexpensive because we, we understand that cash flow is really important and insurance is an expense. And if we can start them out something low just to get them going, and then as they get bigger, add you know, additional lines as they need it. So watching a business grow over time is something very that I find very rewarding and being able to to help them with with what I do I have lots of connections and lots of network where I can put people in touch with attorneys and and marketing people and and uh, search web searches and and anything that a small business that might need accounting CPAs that I can put them in touch that will help them with their business uh, where I'm a big believer in letting the business owner work on the business instead of in the business and, and being able to focus on increasing sales and not worrying about administrative duties in, insurance included the easier we can make it on a small business the, the better it is for everybody you know one of the things and this is kind of a side uh, comment but I think it's important for any business you do a lot of wonderful networking. When I say wonderful networking, you're connected with networking groups. Uh, you just don't show up at an event. And you've built quite a network uh, through professional networking groups such as BNI, NAI, and so on and so forth. How much or how important, excuse me, is that to you creating new business for you and your firm? I would say 90% of our business is based on referrals. 
we go when I network and, and when I connect with other people, I'm always looking to not only obviously get them a client, but get them somebody who can get them clients, whether that business is uh, personal fitness, if there's people I can connect them to that can get them access to clients, that's it. That's helping everybody. That's helping my client get their business bigger, which also helps people in my network. And it does with insurance, if everybody around me is more successful, then I'm going to be more successful just by osmosis. Well, and it does. That's a that's a win-win formula. It's a formula I try to encourage all my clients, uh, people I work with, is to build that relationship and build those networks. And getting back now to our main topic, business insurance, commercial insurance, relationships, uh, you know, the, the big discussion on insurance for small businesses, do I have it? Do I need it? Uh, and, and we've talked about that, but I want to go back uh, and take a couple of thoughts that maybe uh, that we've talked about because I think they're real important for people to get. One of them is building relationships with your insurance, not only your insurance agent, but your insurance carrier. So in other words, when you take on insurance, it's just not buying at the lowest price. It's building a relationship because at some point, if you build a business, you're going to need some help with your insurance. So you, if you've got a relationship, talk to us a little bit about how to build a relationship with our carriers, the people that actually provide the insurance that you sell as an agent. Well, that, you're right. That's very important because, and the biggest thing that we find with a good relationship with the carrier is staying with the carrier. Uh, yes, premiums increase, but staying with the same carrier over a longer period of time helps with that particular carrier. And there could be a point where we do need to move you to another carrier for price reasons or they a lot of times carriers will not want to do that type of insurance anymore and they get out of it and we have to find another carrier. And if you have a, a consistent relationship with your carrier, it goes a long way towards keeping the premiums down. And they, insurance companies look at that and they want to see that history, that consistent history. If, if they see you moving from carrier to carrier every year to save a few bucks, that's going to affect your premium when you move again to the point where there are carriers that will not write people that don't have have big gaps in their insurance or move year to year just to save a few dollars. It's also being able to package it together. It's a lot like home and auto. If you, everybody says package your home and auto insurance because it'll save you money. It's no different for business insurance. Being able to have multiple lines with the same carrier if you can, can go a long way to saving money. And when you do have a claim, if you've been with that carrier a while, they, that goes a long way to getting it paid, paid quickly. If there's any you know, gray area that we can go to bat for our client to get the carrier to pay the claim. You know, I often think about it is, is if, for example, as you mentioned, people hopping or chasing price or whatever causes them to constantly move. If I'm a carrier, I look at that track record because they can, we look at the track record, we're going to write a new policy as a carrier and somebody that's hopping around, I've got to think, okay, what's their mindset for running their business, which relates directly to the risk how are they internally managing the risk that I'm covering? Mm -hmm. And someone who is chasing the dollar and that's it, most likely doesn't have the mindset to manage their business in the safest possible way or reduce the risk I have. Uh, do you ever come across that or feel? Yes, we, it happens. It does, unfortunately, it does happen a lot. And also having chasing price, sometimes you can get connected to an insurance carrier that is financial rating isn't where it should be. We only use A-rated or higher carriers, and there's carriers lower than that out there that may offer you know, somewhat of a lower premium, but if you have a claim, uh, the claim usually is more difficult to get paid because uh, they're more worried about their financial 
uh, assets and more about their financials than an A-rated carrier who has certain level of cash on hand and can and pay claims better. And so that goes a long way to the relationship we have with our carriers and our clients. That's why we don't use anything uh, lower than an A-rated. Yes, there may be a little bit of premium, but the policy may not cover as much. They may nickel and dime you more often if there's an issue, and they it just does. It's not a beneficial relationship with. Uh, with our clients or the carrier. And and I'm going to make a comment because it, it, anyone who's listening to this that is in business, the primary reason we carry insurance in business that I'm aware of is that we want it there in case we have a loss. Okay. It's to cover that risk. And the fact that I'm buying the cheapest insurance or hopping around, I'm really gradually losing sight of the primary reason. I want somebody who's going to step up and is going to pay a claim when and if and ultimately, if you're in business 20, 30 years, whatever your time horizon, you're going to have a claim here or there. It just, it's the nature of being aggressive and growing your business. And uh, people are very short-sighted that just look at one side of that equation. they got to think about, is that carrier going to pay my claims? But moving on for that, one of the things that you commented to me about, and I want to touch on because I think it's unique, is using the fact that I have insurance coverage to help sell my products and or services. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we do it a lot with contractors. A contractor that's operating properly and, and has a good business and a good business model and does good work is going to have insurance. That's They understand it and they, it helps cover their business and helps cover their clients. Uh, somebody that has a claim against a business can file on the business's insurance without, I mean, they, if they know the information, they can file on the insurance if there's an issue. And having, and I run across this a lot with, with contractors, is I have to compete with contractors that don't have insurance. And it's frustration on them because their cost of business is higher because they're running their business properly. And so I, a lot of times I'll coach a lot of my contractors on when you're giving a bid for a project, home improvement, roofing, doesn't really matter, that have your certificate of insurance and say, I have insurance. And make sure as you're getting other bids that, my competitors, other contractors have insurance because that is just so much protection for your clients as it is for the business owner. And being able to to prove that, that, hey, I operate my business properly. I operate, I do good work so I can get insurance. And there are contractors that can't, for various reasons, can't get insurance. I'm going to be here tomorrow when, if there is a problem, I'm going to take care of it because I run my business properly. Well, I think that makes a wonderful statement. And believe it or not, Chris, we're already to our first break. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break of the day. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about hiring businesses. In other words, subcontracting, contracting with people to work with you and your business and the importance of making sure they have insurance coverage. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or Call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube. 
and heard on our podcast, FM and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the weekly business hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and also the founder of One Best Consult. OneBestConsult.com is, in fact, our lead sponsor today of the program. I encourage you, visit the website, one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. If you're a small business owner, there's a lot of information that's there. It's free to you. We're trying to create a peer-to-peer community of like-minded small business people, people who are interested more in common sense business advice and help each other. And I'm available as a mentor, advisor to businesses if you're interested in one-on-one, but it's a place where small business people can come and hopefully have your ideas discussed, your questions answered. So go to one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. Now we're going to hear an interview I did last week with Elizabeth Creever. What an outstanding individual. Uh, it was wonderful to take our businesswoman on the street and visit with Elizabeth about the co-finding of a company, Eversand Cooper, and also the Inspired Leaders uh, speaker series that she has founded once a month here in Montgomery County. We have, uh, she finds just fantastic speakers that come and speak to small business people, people who are working in small business, and it's a great inspirational program. And I think you'll enjoy hearing her perspective on small business, inspired leaders, and other topics. So I encourage you, take a listen. (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you for taking a moment here, uh, having an interview with a businesswoman on the street. And today, we're very excited. We're going to talk with Elizabeth Griever. Uh, Elizabeth is definitely a businesswoman on the street in so many ways, doing so many neat things. Thank you. Elizabeth, thanks for taking time to join us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to get to be with you, so thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Now, you and your husband, Andy, have a business, uh, Eversand Cooper, That's right? right. Yes, sir. Tell us about that first, and then we'll kind of go into some other areas that you're out there making yourself known. Sure. Well, thanks. Well, our company, Everson Cooper, we started it almost three years ago. Uh, We wanted to get into real estate investing because both of our grandparents are in real estate investing. So they're in their 90s managing a real estate portfolio, and it was a life goal for us. And so we wanted to create a company that would have an impact on our family and our community the way that their businesses have had on our family. So um, that's kind of the inspiration behind the real estate side of our business. And we provide solutions to homeowners that need to sell their house in an as-is condition. So what that means for them is that they don't have to do any of the repairs or worry about any inspection contingencies or even pay for the closing costs when it comes down time to close. So we really try and make a transition for them as smooth and seamless as possible so that the house that has become a burden for them, they can just get rid of that and move on and focus on their future. 
you know, that's an exciting thing. I, when you talk about that, and I've heard you talk about it before at different programs and whatnot in the community here in Montgomery County, uh, is the fact that people more and more just have an attitude, generally speaking, of just moving on. Yes. So I think you've probably played into a market. Now, you've got that business, you take the home, you, you clean it up, you, uh, what is it, like HGTV. <laughs> you kind of go in and make something neat. Because I've seen some of the photos you've posted. Yeah. You do a beautiful job. Thank you. Re, uh, reviving an old house that typically they're pretty run down. At least the photos show that. Yes. And then you turn around and sell or, or rent that house. That's is that right. Fair? Yes, sir. And we love doing that. I mean, for us, it's so much bigger than just renovating the house. It's really about keeping our community beautiful and giving people nice, safe, good, nice, clean places to live. And, and that means something for us. Your house should be a safe place for you to go home to. And when it's not and it becomes a burden, that is where we can come in for those families and buy it from them. But then when we turn around and we're creating a new home for somebody by renovating it, we want it to then be a safe, nice place for them to live. And so that's really important to us. Well, you had that business now, you mentioned early, three years. Yes, sir. And you're involved in a lot of other things, and that's kind of why I asked you to be on this program today uh, to do an interview with us, because you're definitely out there. And one of the things that I have has caught my eye, and I've attended some of your events, is Inspired Leaders. Uh, I call it a speaker series. Yes, sir. Uh, you host a luncheon. You've got uh, people who support you. You have sponsors. Uh, you always have 50-plus people turn out. Uh, I've seen it where there's standing room only. <laughs> Let's talk about Inspired Leaders, because it really does. Mm -hmm. the, the speakers that I've seen have been really good, different topics, uh, but all of them inspiring with their own story and then what they try to communicate. What inspired you? Yeah. Okay, don't mean to be... Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Well, no pun intended at all. <laughs> what, what, what motivated you to start Inspired? Absolutely. Leaders? So, you know, when we started our business, I spent a lot of time sitting down with other business owners in the community and, quite frankly, getting advice, guidance. How did you get to where you are? What struggles did you face? And I started to see a pattern of these people that I see as these tremendously successful individuals. And you think in your head, well, they must have always had it that way. But when you really sit down and hear their story, you realize they've been through ups and downs and highs and lows. And they've been in situations where they didn't think they can go on. And, and they have and they've persisted. And here they are. And they're doing great. And they will continue to go through the highs and the lows. I mean, there's you don't get to a destination and it's over. We're all on a journey here. But for me, capturing those stories was so important because it had an impact on me my business, how we were going and growing in the community and what we were doing. And so I just wanted to share that with other business owners. I wanted to provide a platform where people could come and hear inspirational stories and the speakers share their, their stories of grit and perseverance and success and, and be in a room where you can reach out to somebody else and say, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. How did you handle that? What could you do? What advice could you give? I just think that there's a lot of power in that. And I just wanted to create a space for those people. Well, that's, that's interesting because it does, because every story uh, that I've heard has been great. And again, these are folks are just not people with special stories. They're just everyday yes. business stories of right. how people have made their way, built a career, built a business. And another part of what you've done is created a huge networking event because you got to come early and you got to stay that's late. That's right. But there's always conversation going yeah. on in the room. Uh, in fact, they're hard to, to leave and yeah. sometimes hard to get into because everyone is just talking. 
That's uh, right. And, and sharing, they're doing business. I mean, that's what it's all about. So that's right. Was that an intention to create a network environment? You know, I did want it to be a, a room where people could come in and, and network with each other and, and find other connections in the community. It's not meant to be a networking group where you're going and necessarily exchanging business. Um, but it is meant to be a place where you can come and, and find other like-minded individuals that you can lean on. And, and maybe you do business together, and that would be great. But it's not intended to be a networking directly kind of group in the regards of exchanging business. It's more exchanging stories and inspiration. Well, you know, and if nothing else, I've, I've developed a couple friendships. I mean, Good. not necessarily that we're going to do business, but friends, right, when you need to refer somebody... You go to people you know and you know about. Yes. Now, Inspired Leaders, you've been doing that, what, a little over a year now? That's right. Um, yeah, it's been over a year. So what does the future look like for that program? Oh, man. So like you said, we've got about 50 people that come every time. Um, we'd love to get to 100 people and really pack the house, find a new place. Um, we've thought about making a conference out of it. We've thought about bringing it to other areas. But, but really, I always like to say we live in the best community to build a business for, in a life for yourself and for your family. And so I love creating Inspired Leaders and letting it grow here in Montgomery County because there's just so many awesome things going on. So I want to really get to a place where Inspired Leaders means something to the people in this community and it's a, it's a resource for them. And if it goes somewhere bigger than that, then let's do it. But for now, my, my big focus is let's just get everybody in Montgomery County at Inspired Leaders. Well, there's no doubt about that, that it's a, that is a great thing to do and for you to want to do it. Now, let's flip that a little bit. Now, you said you got into this because you learned from people. You were around people who inspired you because you went out and said, how do you do it? Uh, what does this mean to your business now, though, to you? I mean, you're hosting this event. Obviously, a lot of effort goes into it, the yeah. preparation, the day of the event. I mean, I've been there, and I've done events, so I know. Yeah. What is for your business, for Eversand, I mean, what does it do for your business? You know, it's funny. There's no direct, like, monetary situation there there's no like direct i'm getting leads from that i think more for us it's we want to have an impact on our community like i said with our business and so while there's it's not a it's not a financial business gain it's a community impact business gain and that matters so much to us i think that it's a a different way of approaching the community instead of just selling 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 all the time it's I want to give back to the people that gave to me that helped me get my business off the ground. So for us, it's, it's fueling the side of our business that impacts the community. Well, it makes, it's a, a wonderful goal. And I've talked to a number of people. It's funny in this community, I've, I live most of my life in Houston, but I've been in business and been all over the country, uh, a tiny bit overseas, but I've seen people doing business all over and how they do it. And, and I think, like you said earlier, this is a wonderful place to be. And people generally are so welcoming and friendly uh, and the fact that this kind of event, I think, just fits right in so well. Thank you. Let's talk about your business, kind of round things out here. You, you've been at this business three years. What does the future hold for that business? Are you just <laughs> going to keep doing one house at a time, or do you have a, a, a bigger, brighter vision than that? Yeah, we definitely want to um, be rolling pretty hard. We are, we've actually got quite a few flips going on right now, which we're really grateful for, but we do want to get to a place where every month we're doing two or three flips, and we'd like to continue to grow our rental portfolio. Um, in the next five years, I'd love to have 20 rent houses and really be um, rolling and, and, like I said, doing those flips every month. So we, again, we're, we're focused on the community that we're in. We love being here. We love doing business here. We love providing 
good places for people to live here in Montgomery County and in North Harris County. We're, we're happy about that. So right now, just getting that consistent growth is really what we're looking for. Again, kind of like Inspired Leaders. Like if we take it to another part of Houston or take it to another great city here in Texas, um, we'll certainly walk that road. But we really are, are happy doing business where we are. There's a lot of business to be had. And so we're just going to keep rolling with that. Well, I've got to ask you this question. Is there any chance in the future that we're going to see you and Andy on HGTV? <laughs> oh, you're too funny. Uh, you know what? Maybe. That would be so fun. It really would. Um, I w we would love to do that. Uh, we love watching HGTV, but who knows? I don't know. You've got to have your own personality, right? And That's I right. You guys may have one. Thank well, you. again, thank you so much for thank being you. with us today yes, and sir. celebrating a businesswoman on the street. I appreciate it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Schisler, the Weekly Business Hour. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Elizabeth Griever. As you can tell, if you watched and listened to the interview, a wonderfully smart individual who's doing some great things, not only in the business world, but also trying to inspire others through the Inspired Leadership, uh, or Inspired, excuse me, Leaders Program that she's offering. We're going to take our final break tip of the day. And when we come back, I'm going to deliver to you my one best consult tip of the day, of the week. Boy, I'm getting tongue-tied today. I apologize for that. One best consult tip of the week, and that is family businesses. What now? So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5. 106.1. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the weekly business hour, and this again is Rick Schisler. I'm your host of the program. We're in the final segment for today, and uh, before we get started, I want to mention to you, remind you that this show is offered as a podcast and a video podcast. Uh, you can find those podcasts on the website, uh, one bestconsult.com, at IRLoneStar.com, uh, Lone Star Community Radio's website. Just find the tab for the weekly business hour. You also can find them on our pages on Facebook, 
uh, it's YouTube and other places on social media. Just look for The Weekly Business Hour if you missed something today in the show or want to re-listen, or if you want to pass on the program if there was something of interest, please do that. Share the show with others. We deeply appreciate that. So remember, a podcast typically is published on Wednesday uh, in a couple days and available and made available throughout the social media world out there. Well, let's talk about the one best consult tip of the week, a family business now what? You know, I think family businesses get a bad rap too many times. I think a family business is a wonderful business structure. I personally experienced it in more than one instance. I was born, literally, into a family business uh, and grew with that business and later went out and started businesses and have worked with family in some of those businesses, a new generation. But I've been around family business, and I actually specialize to some extent in working with family businesses and all the dynamics that uh, take place. But let me give you several thoughts. If you're in a family business or you're thinking about bringing family into your business, uh, first thing is, and, and these are some real strengths that I see on a family business versus a business where you might have partners or people working in your business that are not family, which is your typically structure. With a family business, the one thing you should get from the very, very beginning is trust. If I have family in the business, I should know that family. I've spent time with that family, whether they're immediate family or distant family, such as cousins. But the idea is that if we have a good, strong family, we know each other, we trust each other. Now, yes, that's on a family level, but we also, that, that gives a foundation for trusting someone, in my opinion, at a business level. So you start your business foundationally a step ahead of a business that starts with no family, no background, no history. Yes, I've had a partnership with an individual I'd known for 20 years. That's a leg up on going into business with someone I've only known for a short time, for a year or two or something. But a family business, I believe one of the main strengths is there's a certain trusted bond built there, which that strength plays into starting any business or even building a business because you're going to take risk and you're going to have different things happen. And when you know and can count on that family member to be there and you understand that person and what they bring to the table, strengths and weaknesses, they're already understood, then you're a step ahead of starting with someone who's a stranger or a virtual stranger that you've only known for a short period of time. So I think that's a big thing that a lot of folks mention. Second thing, and this is really, really important as you build a business, if your objective is to grow and build a business, and I recognize that not every business is designed to really grow, is you build a culture in your business, okay, a structure of communication within your business, who you are in your business. And when you have family in that business, you've got a leg up on that as well. You've got a head start, if you will, on building the culture that you want for your business. See, I believe the owner or owners of the business should decide what kind of culture they want to build and go about that as part of building the business. They need to support it. They need to talk about it. They need to communicate it. They need to bring people into the business, employees, even vendors, even customers that support that culture so it can hopefully grow and thrive right along with the business. Because to me, the culture goes hand in hand with building a strong business. And lastly, I think it's really important that the family will be there versus perhaps just an employee through thick and thin. Because as I mentioned earlier, business is all about risk. And to have someone there that you know where they're going to be when something happens 
that inevitably will happen to every business where you really need support, you know where they stand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on the Weekly Business Hour. I hope you picked up some ideas that you can use. And please make a note, 11 a.m. next Monday, the Weekly Business Hour. Join us again. And in the meantime, I encourage you, do what I do. Stay focused on your business and take care of your business. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.